0: Alright, welcome back to another episode of Bled Education. I am Brando.
1: And I'm Mia.
0: All right. What are we talking about today, girl?
1: Today we're talking about the infamous, the iconic
0: Mm -hmm. Betty Boop. Betty Boop from the cartoons. All right. From the cartoons. But you know,
1: listen, this is why we have to have an episode about Betty Boop because she is not just a cartoon character. Betty Boop was a real woman that went by the original name of Esther Jones. Okay. Also known as Baby Esther.
0: Oh, it's giving City Girl. It's giving she was a baddie. You know, because Betty Boop, like, had all... She She was the girl. Literally
1: the baddest. Okay, so, truth be told, there wasn't a lot of information that I personally found about Esther, Mm -hmm. um, but what I do know is that she was a, a former dancer that turned into a jazz performer, and she was known for basically that look of Betty Boots so like the very short dresses with the what do you call that thing that goes around your leg um like the garter belts Mm -hmm. things like that she would wear sometimes like really cute little hats that like hang off the side of her head like she
0: had the little hair like the yeah yes
1: the things right very very cute very very um fashion forward okay you know some could say I like she was very she was that girl Okay. She performed and was mainly known for her performances at the Cotton Club. So she would go in, put on her performances and the girls loved it. So
0: this is like um you say cotton club, so this is like Harlem. This yeah. is like um, around Historian, that this time frame. Okay. I was getting there. Got it, got it, got it, absolutely. got it, got it, got it, okay.
1: Sis was known and loved in Harlem. Again, okay. she went by baby Esther to most people. Um, and everybody in Harlem knew her. Like it was not a secret that she had her own style, her own flair, her own flavor, like Mama went by to beat her own drum, and we have to love okay. and respect it, right? Okay. So that is where we get this iconic look of Betty Boop. Okay. but What I really want to talk about today is how she got lost in the sauce. Okay, it absolutely yeah, was not her fault. Because I
0: don't think I knew that. Yeah. Like, Betty Boop, like, was based off of a black
1: woman, and most people don't. And that, know, that is because the content, she looks
0: white. white. She looks white. This gonna piss me off. It's
1: gonna piss you off. <laughs> so just buckle up, Buttercup, because we got long way to go so we're gonna get started with this guy called his name is like max flet something i can't pronounce it feels very russian flesh fleshener
0: okay yeah yeah. it's like shout out to our russian listeners
1: hey uh." yo yes don't be mad at me because i did my best all right right. so what we're gonna see happen is around like 1930 Mm is she's gonna create this caricature of betty Boop. betty Boop was known for like her stats and I don't know if y'all ever seen, like, the little cartoon version, the animated cartoon version of her. No. But she's doing, like, the beep boop, 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 mm-hmm. All those things. I didn't do a great rendition of it, but. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, she does those things. That's what she's known for. But that's also, if you could guess, what Esther was known for. Okay, you see what I'm giving here? Do you pick so it up? So, it's giving, giving
0: that they have. Yeah, but... what, let me, let me. Let me collect myself because <laughs> I don't want you to confirm this because that's what's going to make me mad. So Esther, Betty Boop is based off of Esther who is this famous black woman in Harlem. Yes. Right. But when you look at the cartoon, Betty Boop looks at best racially ambiguous. At but, best. But I'm On just going yeah. to just go ahead and call her white.
1: Yeah, for or, sure.
0: So they took a black woman. Yeah. it made her white
1: yep yep that's what you're getting now you're getting it but the story gets worse actually if you can believe it so um, again Esther was known for her scats she had a very distinct sound she would do scats but she would do like the, um, the noise she would make would be like a boop with her mouth I'm not even sure how to really describe that but he takes this he makes it an animated character and he also sexualizes her character so obviously we talked about it Esther was a bad period like whatever she was the hot girl on the block but she wasn't overly sexualized especially within the community she right. just kind of right she yeah. she was respected she had that style she was different but everybody loved and embraced it like it was a thing but it was cool yeah. so what he does is he basically sexualizes her and she comes his image of Betty Boop becomes the first Uh, sexualized animation, which is why Betty Boop is actually so popular, and I think a lot of people actually kind of miss that, because she's the first sexualized animation character, before then you have very, like, cute, adorable Mickey Mouse-esque type of things going on, and then we get Betty Boop, and she's coming out, she's got this little skirt that's almost showing her behind, like, you know, she's wearing the garter belt, her legs are twisted up Marilyn Monroe style, like, you know, so it's a a different vibe than what we've seen in animation before, again because, y'all, think back to, like, Mickey and Minnie before, you know, like when they're black and white, kind of dancing around, you know, all those things is what we have seen prior. So, steals her whole flow in the words of Soldier Boy, makes her sexualized, and then it does not stop there. So, nobody acknowledges Esther, nobody acknowledges her, and then we get this white woman named Helen Kane. Let me tell y'all a little something about Helen Kane, okay? Helen Kane hit the scene. And again, if you can guess it, photocopy of my girl, Esther. I mean, she comes out, she's doing jazz or whatever jazz is for white people. I don't really know. I guess it's still jazz, but like, you know, we did the jazz is the black people thing, You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what white people did with jazz at that time. Whatever. Anyway, comes out. She's a jazz artist, right? Mm -hmm. She is known for her scats in the boot form as well. She wears the short skirts, with the garter belts, with the hats sometimes. But she's white choose a white woman her name again is
0: Helen you know what this reminds me of I <laughs> oh you know about to go in this is why I do not like when black people hype up white people who take up space in black areas like do not do it because white people get this sense of empowerment they're already gonna and other white people are like oh yeah like this is amazing like oh my gosh and it's like no black people did it first hold all on. right look
1: hold on put a pin in there cause we're, we're gonna go little, let me finish helen's story and then we're gonna Ooh, talk about that because that's what i'm circling to y'all all right so helen's out here living her life stealing things from black people and all of a sudden people are like you know you really remind me of esther that's crazy and she swear up and down she don't know who esther is like she don't have of course not she don't know nothing about that like whatever whatever right Come to find oh, out, sis had went and watched the performance of Esther, stole again her whole flow, but then, when confronted with all this information, you know what she did? She went and sued Esther. Claiming... I'm sorry, claiming, I'm sorry,
0: what? Wait, she went and wait, sued wait, 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 wait. Esther Jones. Wait, wait, wait. You
1: meant to say Esther
0: sued no, no. Helen, right?
1: No. Say what I said. Yeah.
0: So, Helen stole... Esther's identity, yeah, her then, whole identity,
1: like no bullshit. And to.
0: then went and pretended like she was the original, and then sued Esther. Yeah, this is peak white woman. Like, sued her, but <laughs> like this, is just, peak, like I just peak
1: white woman. But I like,
0: cannot. When I was right researching now. this this episode,
1: I'm so serious. It actually blew my mind because I had a lot of I knew. Baby Boop was based on a black woman, but I didn't know like the ins and outs of, um, you know, I the background. Involved. Like <laughs> I'm telling you now, you know how I felt the Titanic episode. But I'm telling you, literally stole her whole flow, tried to sue her, but luckily there was video evidence of Esther performing. Dude, I love before, a girl with a receipt, right before Helen even like made her name, got a start in anything, and they were like, mm, that was cute. What you tried to do? But absolutely not. Esther should have sorry. Mean.
0: She she should she should have ran a fade.
1: Absol- absolutely it should've been. Dead. Yeah.
0: Could not have been me.
1: But you know, Esther was a classy woman and she took that W. I don't know.
0: You know, Michelle Obama says like when they go low you, you go, go high, high go to and hell. And me I like to go to hell. Like, yes. Like you go low, I'm going to hell. I'm going like, to hell. There is and no way. And you're coming with me actually. There is no way. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting though that it like to kind of circle back, uh <laughs> first of all, I'm I'm really still <laughs> processing crazy be, Like When you look into but, it. But you know, um, that's really like like I was saying, like I don't like to necessarily uh celebrate uh white people doing the same things or like black people yeah or the, yes the things that black people do in those black spaces <laughs> and like we i feel like as black people we can be a part of the problem because we're always going to like oh they got rhythm or oh, or, or invite or like, to the
1: cookout yeah, you know we. i have
0: drinks. no cookout invites ever 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 no 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 theoretical the real nothing Nothing. I don't. I I don't. I don't. I don't have it. I don't have a ticket for you.
1: I just. I always. I try to be compassionate about a lot of it because I know that the mentality literally comes from being oppressed, and like I get that. I'm against it, obviously. Like I do believe in a little bit of gatekeeping. I do believe in holding white people to the same standards that we are, and it's also like I I think of Iggy Azalea immediately off the top of my head. Like that's immediately like.
0: Yo, we... She's an Australian woman. She is Australian. And she has a black scent. And that's how she became famous.
1: But even when you just think about, like, her art form, she's not doing... She... Or it wasn't. I don't even know if she's still making music. But she wasn't doing anything different than any other girl, black girl in rap. But here she was being backed by T.I. T.I. defending her. Like, and it's just like, I don't know what it is about specifically white women or this, um being adjacent to whiteness for especially black men that just makes them want to be like, yes, this is the one, this is who we need to push. This is the narrative that, and it's like, they don't do anything different. And I feel like we're almost, especially now with like social media and stuff, we're getting back to this day and age where it's like, oh, she can hit a jig. You one of us.
0: No, and you're not. You're not. I need you to know you're not. You're not. You are not. You are not. No, because at the end of the day, you still have your privilege. And you still walk this uh, earth as a white person. You're gonna always have that privilege, you know. So, and to talk about gatekeeping too, I feel like we don't gatekeep enough, like in the black community. If you look at every other community, they have their established uh, neighborhoods. They have Mm -hmm. their established, um, like if you look at like Asian communities, Mm -hmm. there's like a Chinatown, or there's there's like, and they keep their money within their communities, and like black people are the only ones that are. Ha- pressured, um, to be like, you know, inclusive. Like they're, they're, no I, one else. That, what other group has that pressure to be inclusive?
1: I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think when if we're expanding this conversation out to talking about like spending the black dollar, right, spending spending our black money on black businesses, things like that, we also have to talk about the fact that it's almost impossible for. That type of blackness to exist. Like in the age of capitalism, right? Mm-hmm. Thinking about the socioeconomic status of a lot of black people within society, it's hard to go support a black business. Like there are so many t shirt shops online that are ran by black people that I see that I'm like, man, I really wanna buy a shirt from them. But then you go and the shirt's $50. And I get it because they gotta make a profit, they gotta make their money back. Like I get it. Mm-hmm. But I can also go to Target. And get that show for $15. Like, it just makes it so hard when you're looking at that realm. And I think with that mindset, it's it's just very difficult to make that a reality, I feel like. Absolutely, in an ideal world, would I buy everything Black-owned? Yes. And I honestly try to. But it's just, realistically, I don't think that that's possible. But when it comes to, like, things like music, absolutely.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Absolutely. When it comes to art, like... We're in my home. But those art pieces we have over there, black woman. Yes. Right? Okay. Like things like that that I feel like I have more control over. Absolutely. And if I have to pick between and not even just because of, you know, them being black, but if I have to choose between a Iggy Azalea and I don't even know somebody that would be on her level. Um we're gonna say Meg the Stallion, even though we know she's here and they're here. I know, I know. But I'm going with Meg every time, based on talent alone, not even the fact that she's black. I'm going based on talent.
0: That would be same
1: yeah, like I wouldn't, now, You know, I couldn't think of anywhere anybody. Okay. Oh, maybe uh, what's that girl's name? Skinny rapper. Um, she's always getting in fights with people on the internet. Azalea, Azalea Banks. At oh the, yeah. yeah, yeah. We can. I would go with Azalea one based on talent and two, she's black.
0: Okay, okay, that's fair.
1: But I, I question.
0: Think, no, I think, think that. Oh, you had a question? Yeah. Oh, go.
1: If so. Let's say different world, right? We're looking. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) We're looking at Helen Kane and Esther Jones. Mm. They are. We'll say Helen is better than Esther, but Esther is obviously black. Who you picking?
0: Me, Esther. I'm sorry.
1: So you went? You. I'm
0: I'm rooting for everyone black.
1: Even if there was like a substantial.
0: I am rooting for everyone black.
1: Every time? Yeah. Even if they're terrible, worst person on the planet.
0: Yep. Next question.
1: <laughs> I thought that would have took him longer to like process and think nope. about.
0: Nope. But I mean, you know, that's just also me. Like, like I'm I'm pretty <laughs> kind of extreme. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh I just kind of feel like uh we do have to be objective here, I guess. So, I mean, you're talking about we're talking about like how I guess white people are like benefiting from black culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so we gotta hit the Uno you know, reverse card, um, which, ironically, of course, I don't have a problem with the other with the, the other, side. Side, the other the side. side. So we're talking about we have to talk about um, passing, you know, um, which. You know, when Betty Boop comes out, like, this is what, in the 20s, 30s, yeah. or, or whatever. So you have uh, all the, like, you have a division of uh, Black people, or you have this idea where um, the lighter you are, yeah, I there's a closer proximity to whiteness. Yeah, um, and
1: definitely, I feel like Betty Boop was... Passing. Like I feel like that's why yes, she appealed to so many black women,
0: absolutely. In particular, absolutely. I
1: mean, obviously, it was a black and white cartoon originally, but it just gave. We don't really know where she is,
0: right? You know. So, how do you feel, um, and uh, about passing in general? Like, do you feel like if you have someone that is racially ambiguous, that it is okay for them to kind of toe that line, uh? and be able to use or benefit from white privilege if they can pass as white even though they are black or do you feel like they're turning their backs on the black community and mind you before you answer this is also in a time like where you have um paper bag testing um you have uh those taxes like the darker that you are Mm -hmm. um like the more that you have to pay like yeah because black and black people were doing this to each other so like um
1: and yes, for those of you that don't know, the paper bag test was actually used by the AKAs. Um, so what they would do would be to hold a don't paper bag.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm
1: just saying. It's allegedly.
0: We're going to say allegedly. Okay.
1: Allegedly. I ain't got no money. <laughs> <But> <laughs> forever teachers, calm down. Yeah. Um, but they would hold a paper bag up to your face, and if you were lighter than the paper bag, then you could be a part of certain things, or you would get certain privileges, you know, whatever. But if you were not, you obviously wouldn't. Um, but passing. So... I think passing is a very complex conversation because, especially in today of things, it's it's not really a thing, I don't feel like. Okay. Um, but I think back then... You don't think so? We'll circle back to that. Okay. I think back then, to use it in a positive way would not be a bad thing, but if you're utilizing it to turn your back on your people and not help pull them up, you're part of the problem. I so, agree. like For example, um, I read this book... Um, Oh my goodness! Now I can't remember the name of it, but it was about this black woman, and she passed as white, but she was married to a black man, Mm -hmm. and um, they're trying to go get a house in um, an all white neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Or and this was after um, integration, actually. So this is we're looking at like the '60s, but still racist, um, still very, very racist. Mm -hmm. But we're looking at like the '60s. But what they would do is she would simply just go by herself instead of taking her husband, and then Mm -hmm. once they sold her the house. Here come her husband, her black kids, and they was like, Surprise. You know, so like utilizing it in that way, I think absolutely can be beneficial. But then you look at things like imitation of life, right? Mm. Where she was straight up like, I'm not black, I don't know my mama. Like, and then the end of the movie, she crying over the casket. Like, because you know you did your people wrong, especially in that particular case, your mama. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I think you can use it in a positive way, but I I think it's a really fine line of like utilizing it to benefit yourself and then utilizing it to benefit you and your people
0: yeah so well to circle back i feel like i don't know if you have seen these articles of like various like ceos and they're saying oh this is like the first black ceo of a company but then they like clearly appear look like a <laughs> white man and then you go and look at pictures of um, Them I And it's just like that one drop rule that quote unquote one drop rule and that pisses me off like that like sure technically like yeah you're black <laughs> yeah. but I think black like when you look at when you're looking at race and breaking down race um, like you can look at it from two perspectives you can mm-hmm. look at it from like a scientific Standpoint, like, okay, like with like the one drop rule mm-hmm. um those different things, but then I think that for me, being black is more so about cultural, yeah, association and
1: an experience.
0: But then the inverse of that is you have white people who may have grown up in a all or grown up around black culture who feel like that, have I have, that is that means I'm just zero saying that me. yeah, it means zero yeah. things to me, <laughs> too. But to though me. that the justification is like, well. You know, like I feel like I identify this way because this is the culture that I grew up around. So, when you're breaking down race, are you looking at it strictly from a scientific standpoint? Or are you looking at it from a culture? Or are you looking at it as like kind of like a mesh? I a feel tip? like it
1: has to be a mesh because yeah. I truthfully feel like, and y'all don't be mad at me, if your parent, so okay, let's just say you have a white parent and then your other parent is like a fourth black. I just don't know if you slide into the black community cuz like realistically speaking how much of black culture are you around like exactly. growing up like do it's cuz being black is really an experience there are certain it things is. that like that just that just happen because of the way like and i hate to even we go back to this but really but it it goes back to slavery we do a lot of the things that we do because of how we were conditioned in slavery like i was on tiktok the other day and a lady was saying you know stop telling um when people compliment your kids stop telling them um uh downplaying your kids after they say that because you know a lot of times people will be like oh your kids so amazing and oh they ain't that great you want them or like you can have them but that goes back to slavery like Mm -hmm. because they would try to downplay their kids so nobody would try to take them from them and yeah. like, that's even stuff that I didn't know, but I know so many black parents that do that. And that's not an experience you get with white people. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's cultural, it's social, it's emotional, it's physical. Like it's, it's more than just having, you know, 160 black in you. It's, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's an entirety of an experience. It's also like our features, like my nose, you know what I'm saying? My eyes, like my eyebrows, like it's my, our lips, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, It's all of those things, and I think that, like, it's a real fine line, especially when you get into the people that are, like, the one-fourths, the one-sixteenths, and things like that. It's just, I don't know. It's mad tricky, but I don't know how we got all the way here for talking about Betty Boo. It's not tricky
0: for me. It's enough.
1: You're terrible. It is. Y'all come for him, not me. I ain't do it. It is. I didn't do it. I
0: mean, yeah, that's how I just dwell. I mean, uh, again, I'm all about gatekeeping, and, um... I would like to end the episode by saying that um Esther should've ran um Helen Fade. That's facts for sure. Yeah, because first of all, like I
1: just did not know that about Betty Blake. Yeah. Why would you sue, sue her? her? Why would you sue her? That After really that blew her. me too. After you stole- and it was it just really blew me because when they were talking about it, they were like, Yeah, and evidence came out, you know, that they found actual videos of Esther doing this She, like, she, she should have You know she didn't. You know she didn't. And it's like, but that's to me—that's just audacity because she knew she did not get that. Like she knew she didn't create that. She knew she didn't cultivate this whole identity, and was still like, "Well, it's mine. It's mine." Yeah. And I'm actually going to sue well, about it. That's- she
0: should have apologized, um, and that's that. And speaking of apologies, I know that this is off topic, but and I don't know when this episode is going to air. But you know that um, speaking of white women that need to uh, atone. Oh, uh, did you? You heard about Carolyn Bryant? For yes. those of you who don't know, this is like a little a little a segue, under, a little segue. Um, Carolyn Bryant is the white woman who accused Emmett, Emmett Till, Till of whistling at her and got him Murdered. killed. Yeah, and yeah. so she has disappeared for like twenty years. No one has known where she is, she's and she just popped up
1: reappeared Apparently this she's week dying from cancer. Or
0: something. She's not and she can die from cancer in a jail cell. <laughs> Not in a hospice, living her life comfortably. Yeah, they say she she's in can hospice be. Care. What's that mean? Yeah.
1: Oh no, absolutely agree. She needs to yeah, be. Yeah, lock on her trial. ass up.
0: You can take her in her wheelchair with her oxygen tank and take her in that courtroom.
1: Yeah, lock her ass up for sure. That's like they yeah. got that old. Um, they, got that that man? Yeah. Yeah, they got the Yeah, absolutely. Nazi. Lock her These ass. Are up. They, want. they can yeah. lock, lock her, her ass up. up. She can spend she the right? rest of
0: her life, however long that is. The people say she got like about a week left. Well, shit, like, and she needs to be in the jail. It pill. needs to be
1: behind bars. Okay. After fucking Lutely. But
0: anyways, uh, sorry to go off on the tangent. Yeah, but I just but... wanted to address that. So yeah, that's about, I forgot told... about
1: that. I saw it on TikTok.
0: So we talk about white people with the audacity. <laughs> but my... anyway, okay, yeah, we anyways. we will have to
1: do an episode on Till so I can absolutely drag her. <sighs> okay. It's gonna hurt my feelings, but we absolutely have to. Okay, we can. We'll make y'all that promise okay but for now that is all we got for y'all so we will see y'all next time
0: all right i am brando and
1: i'm mia all right peace, peace.